0: yes, today we're doing Mary Poppins uh, and to uh, introduce ourselves. Th- when you're with this guy, you're in glad company. It's <laughs> Alan. <laughs> uh, hello. And nowhere is there a more happier guy than this
1: guy, Saul <laughs> Harris. Oh, good eye <laughs> girl. My name's Cockney.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm from
1: Bloody, <laughs> mate. <Crocky> good <laughs> eye, mate.
0: And then there's me, the co-host who's practically perfect in every way. <laughs> kind
2: of yes. What's the other thing? Yeah. Um, shallow what? and slightly stubborn, or something like Ooh. that. Was. What was it? <laughs> uh,
0: likes t- something and suspicious.
2: Uh, oh yeah, S- slightly stubborn and suspicious.
0: Yeah, that's the one.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's not me.
2: So <laughs> he says stubbornly.
1: <laughs> the long-awaited Mary Poppins episode that everyone was. Yeah. was uh, asking for from the moment what we started this the This is a classic,
2: classic <laughs> movie. Well, let's uh, be clear, we are doing it because they're doing a, a sequel. Yeah. 54 years after the original.
0: Now, is that the actual longest time between live-action sequels? Or uh, has that been surpassed? The
1: only other one that springs to mind is, like, Wizard of Oz. Uh, I was going to say, what what's the deal with that Return to Oz film? Was That, that was an official... Sequel, right? Or was that just some sort of Well,
0: it was a sequel. It's just because the Wizard of Oz rights are kind of all over the place. I mean it's technically public domain, but then there are things specific to that Warner Brothers film. Yeah. There. But this one is like a fully fledged, yep, it's the same studio doing a sequel to a movie that they still a continuation
2: own. of the characters. It's the yeah. kids grown
3: up.
1: Yeah, it is. Some returning cast members.
2: Yes. Not as the same characters though. Dick Van Dyke is. Yeah, he's not playing Burt, though, is he? He's playing... He's playing the other one. Oh, is no, he? no, no, no. No, he's no, not, actually. He's playing the son of the guy he played in that. Yes. Because oh, is his, he? Because it's supposed to be 20 years later, isn't
1: it? I was going to ask how he come back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks exactly the same. Like, makeup-wise, they've just done the yeah. same thing, pretty much. They've done less of a makeup job this time round. They've made him look younger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not jump too far ahead straight away. Let's, uh, let's st- stay in the 60s for a while. Uh so Mary Poppins was based on a series of books written by P.L. Travers. Uh oh, starting okay. starting in the 30s I think it was like 1933 something like that the first one came out. Yeah. And so. then there was a f- five in that kind of original run where it was the Banks' children and Mary Poppins comes in and then sorts stuff out for them and blah blah blah.
1: So that's your backstory. How how many of those uh adapted into this film is this film like a an amalgamation of all of them is it kind of the first book is it
2: well from what it's the first one as in it's the first time she comes to the kids but there's a couple of elements from the from the other books like uh the guy who floats to the ceiling yeah that's from one of the later books because basically it's just she comes in they have these adventures and that's
1: it. Like how Disney's Alice in Wonderland took a load of elements from both books, but it's yeah. predominantly the story from the first. Yeah, one.
2: you got your origin <laughs> story, basically. And then, yeah. So now I've watched Saving yeah. Mr. Banks, so I know the story of I how haven't... this film got made. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and good, Calvin, good. you've seen it, haven't you?
0: Yes, yes, I've seen it about five times. That uh, <laughs> <Not> good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that is a dramatization, a glamorization, perhaps, of the process behind making Mary Poppins. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I watched it, in preparation for this, I watched some of the -the behind-the-scenes material on the DVD Blu-ray, and, uh, yeah, it is very true that Walt Disney was pursuing P.L. Travers to for the rights to her books for ages. It was something like, I think they were like one of his daughter's favourite books or something and so he was hell-bent on getting it turned into a movie but P.L. Travers was having none of that.
2: Yeah, chased her for about 20 years and from what I understand, he he kind of gave her a lot more allowances because he it was something he really wanted to do rather than it was mm. just another business venture. Uh, and she, she vehemently did not want it to be animated. And obviously Disney was... An animation studio mainly at the time, oh, so it did was some live action. Yeah, um, but I'm talking about yeah. in the 30s, and then so oh, it was. Yeah. So it was 20 years later when she was like, "Oh, maybe they can do something mm. live action," uh, because it's obviously they'd widened their scope a little bit by that point. What was yeah. her
1: problem with animation? Uh, she
2: well, if you've seen the film uh, Saving Mister Banks, you'll know that she's just basically a total cunt, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that seems to be the character. Uh, I duck. mean, no one
0: can really put much logic to why she said the things that she said, or because there's they've still got like the tapes that uh, that were recorded uh, of her meeting with the songwriters and the writer, and some of the stuff she's insisting on is just like she was very specific about having a particular tape measure that uh, Mary Poppins measures the children with because you know the shape and look of it because that was the one that her mother had
3: upstairs to the nursery where Mary is measuring up the children with a long roll of tape measure. No, no, that we cannot have. That would be quite un-English. This is very basically what we want to do here, is use pretty much what you have in the book. Yes, yes. Now, I want this tape measure to be used because it was a tape measure that my mother had when she was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be very nice. At the end of the course Read me all that now. Read it. No, no, you read...
2: You want to bear us <laughs> so no, you're you I'm, not going. You so torture. No, go
3: on at the end of
2: the chorus. <laughs> and it was real. It's real. Just basically, this is how it is in my head, and therefore that's how it has to be. Mm-hmm. And she she doesn't want it to be a musical either. Mm. Is she
1: autistic? Did she basically write <laughs> Mary Poppins like as herself? Like, are they very similar? Because Mary Poppins comes across like a a pernickety um, not bad not <laughs> exactly From, from
2: it, it seems like there's um, one of the bases of a character was a relative of hers like a, a great aunt um, uh, and so, sort of other elements From I don't know if it's specifically you know one person but yeah I imagine you know everyone puts themselves into their writing don't they it's, I mean ultimately they gave into a lot of their demands but it essentially went well you know there's only so far we can go and they had the rights mm-hmm. to it so they could do what they want really so like obviously there is animation in the film which she did not approve of but apparently the famous story is that the premiere she went to see the premiere walt disney did not invite her to the premiere and she had to like (laughs) she had to finagle her way in uh and at the premiere like after she'd seen the film she was like there's lots of work to be done here mr disney and he was like no that the ship has sailed with are done. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, even after the premiere, she thought she was going to be able to change stuff around. Mm, so, I can yeah. believe
0: that. I mean, when you listen to some of the extracts from those tapes, like, they, I know they place some at the end of Saving Mr. Banks, and yeah. there's some on this uh, making of that I watched, and, yeah, it's just... I'd love to listen to the whole thing, but...
2: Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of an interesting story. Like I say, the film, telling of it, is not entirely historically accurate, but I think it sort of does a... I think it encompasses the story pretty well. It's made by Disney, uh, so mm. the fact that Walt Disney comes out of it quite well, and she comes out of it like a sort of overbearing harridan is um, <laughs> perhaps not entirely coincidental.
1: See, I, I've heard I've heard people talk about it and say that Disney comes across like a a bit of a piece of work in it, and it's like it was refreshing how not glossy the portrayal of him was.
2: The film was written and developed outside of Disney. And then they basically had to go to them and say, look, we need permission to use the songs and stuff. As stuff we need to get your permission on. And so Disney decided to buy the script and take it in-house. So I think if that script, had, that story had been developed through Disney's internal thing, it might be different. But they mm. took it on and didn't really change that much from what I understand. The director said he was ex- waiting for something to happen and it kind of never really did.
0: I hear that the one... Uh, the one the sort of mandate that was made was that you couldn't show Walt smoking on screen. Mm. Well, they, yeah. Disney uh, won't yeah. show
2: anyone smoking. Like that's part of their that's just part of their policy.
1: Mm. Well, I think that I think that there's some really stupid MPAA rule that gets you like an automatic.
2: Yeah, exactly. So that's why I want to say an
1: automatic R rating. It's probably an automatic PG thirteen rating. But basically, oh, it, so. it like automatically puts you in a bracket that you probably wouldn't be in otherwise. So and that's... because
0: of that, it means that we just have, like, before Walter, like, Earl enter a scene, you just hear a... <laughs> well,
3: that's
2: it. They kind of acknowledge it. Like he, apparently, he had a smoker's cuff, and so they, they get him doing that. And then there's one scene where she sort of barges into his office uninvited, and mm. you just sort of see him quickly stubbing out a cigarette, and he says, I never let people see me smoke. It's bad for the image. Mm. So mm. they even kind of acknowledge that, which I, I liked. You know, I liked that bit. Yeah. But,
3: yeah. But generally, I think
2: it's a great film. It was, it was, a, it was a good film. It was alright film. It, I mean, part of my problem was that she was just a total bitch like all the way through and I never really mm. came round to her. I know he's supposed to by the end. And it's a two tier this I'm telling you because you haven't seen it. There's like a two tier story where it's like her dealing with the Disney people like in the current day and then flashbacks to her childhood in Australia and her alcoholic father
1: and all this sort of stuff. <gasps> is that why <laughs> is that why Dick Van Dyke's accent's so shit?
2: <laughs> no, that's Because of the
1: Australian <laughs> connection. <laughs> what a drunk
2: Australian. <laughs> uh, but the, it is, and, and that bit, you know, is based on truth as well. Uh, her dad was an alcoholic. He died when he was in his early 40s when she was a child. Uh, mm. and, and sort of basically the film is saying that, you know, the reason Mary Poppins comes in and saves Mr. Banks in the film is because P.L. Travers is just trying to sort of save her father. and like trying to, you know... Deal with her
1: childhood issues, which you know, I suspect is some truth in that. Mm. Yeah, you write a character whose whole shtick is just like being perfect and coming in and making everything good, and there's no real conflict and what have you. It does seem (laughs) classic Mary Sue, isn't it? I mean, that's that's, (laughs)
2: well, (laughs) let's get into that now because okay, we that's that's your backstory, and if you want to know more, saving Mr. Banks is
1: pretty good telling of it. Mm. Do you want to rate it? We're probably never going to do an episode mm. on it, so now's the time. Yeah,
2: I gave it a seven, I think.
0: And I'd give it an eight. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's well worth a watch. And Obviously Emma Thompson's always excellent. you got Tom Hanks there. So The old let, white
1: man. Let's
2: get into Mary Poppins itself, herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go back to basics. This is an old film. It's an old film. When did you first see it? Was it as a child?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's one of the first films I have
1: memories of seeing. This in the Wizard of Oz. I I didn't see this film for the first time till a few years ago, like two maybe three years ago. Interesting.
2: Uh, Calvin and I had a date night the other day to watch it, which means I watched it. I watched it on his like HD widescreen Blu-ray, whatever surround surround. Hurt your eyes watching
1: something. (laughs) Yeah, to in clear quality for like the first time (laughs) with your little. (laughs) Your little cathay, what (laughs) the cathode ray? Cathode ray. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, It was a bit distressing. Um, (laughs) We had a lovely dinner,
0: and then we settled down with some marshmallows and pink bonbons, (laughs) and
2: had a
1: lovely dinner. What was dinner? Uh, I cooked jambalaya. Mm. Jambalaya, chicken and chorizo. Mm. Jambalaya. That does not strike me like something you would. No, to make, Calvin. That, what's happened to you? Is that, I've changed. Is that, I cook every night. Say, is, fish, that, is that your fancy man? Um, I requested fish fancy and milk, man. But... <laughs> is your fancy man, like, culturing you? Is it
2: one of your Latvian foods? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, the point was we had a wonderful
0: evening and settled yes. down to watch a delightful film. When well, we didn't talk about it after, immediately yeah, afterwards. we not
2: allowed so. to talk about it. But we did watch it in HD, which is quite crucial, I think, because I don't think that did anyone any favours.
1: I can imagine. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Well, because uh, nah. you've got the uh pretty pretty fantastic job of actors interacting with hand drawn animation. Mm-hmm. I imagine in H D it becomes far more apparent where the joins are yeah. and where the command... That
2: that bit wasn't so bad. It was stuff like um I Van Dyke's Admiral,
1: second uh, role with like a load of no, actually, that, glued that onto played all right. No? I, what oh, it okay. was,
2: it was stuff like Admiral Boom when he's on the roof, and it's like obviously not really on a roof. It's, it's, it was stuff like that, like the back projection and the. Mm.
1: Um, yeah. Well, that doesn't look great in standard definition either. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you now. <laughs> um, but there was,
2: bits, yeah, there was bits where you could see the blue screen sort of stuff that it, that. Was yeah, normal. again, standard mm. definition. But the animation stuff great. held up all right. Actually, yeah, it was okay.
0: Mm. You can still. I mean, the the, the seams are more apparent. But...
1: Yeah, I was going to say the the bit where the set begins and the drawings mm. end is probably far more apparent, and it's yeah. already quite yeah. apparent in the film as it is. But...
0: Yeah, but but I, I agree mm. with Alan that the the most noticeable bits were the bits when we were supposed to be in reality, but it was quite obviously like a map painting or yeah. blue screen or whatever. Uh,
2: Mrs. Banks didn't fare well from it. <laughs> No. <laughs> Poor, <laughs> Blinness, um, she she definitely got the worst just... uh H D experience.
1: More than that butt ugly little kid. <laughs> oh You're gonna have to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> the boy. The boy one. Ah, okay.
0: Do you know
2: what's yeah. weird about those two little kids? Haven't they both got like old people faces? They've just yes. got like old people faces on a child's body. It's like watching a Wyand's Brothers film. It's weird.
1: <laughs> no. I mean I mean I you know Good casting. Like, I would cast that little boy as the dad in a flashback in like, a <laughs> comedy you want, yeah, it like, does look a, like a kid that looks yeah, exactly I mean, the same yeah. as the adult. Yeah. But it's just a bit. It's just not quite right, is it? it is he horrible. died very young, that kid. Mm. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I think he was, he was like, 21. 21, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, is it a classic child actor doing a load of coke type?
0: Oh, no. No, he mind? was, like, was he on holiday in Africa or just filming there and just caught some rare disease and, yeah, Oy. he died. As far as kid
1: actors go for that time, I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. I think they're exactly what you'd expect in this kind of a film, um... I can't say I like them.
0: <laughs> um, I was never upset by them, or they never ruined a scene for me, which is saying something when it comes to child actors.
2: What I do like about the kids in this film, it's, it's I always feel this whenever I watch like old films with kids in it. That, you know they're doing like 16-hour days of just pumping these fo- kids full of amphetamines to keep them going? <laughs> I, I always enjoy that when I'm watching old films.
0: <laughs> it's not even their film, really. It's like we've already touched on. It's you know, Mr. Banks is the one who's uh, got the character journey, really. Mm.
2: <laughs> well, this is this is one of my main my main concerns with this film is what is it about exactly? Because oh, it, okay. it, it basically uh... boils down to me as just a series of little sketches that doesn't really come yeah. together, and they throw in, oh, he's a, he's a better person now at the end for no, it doesn't really come out of anywhere
1: because because the bank's evil <laughs> for, for un, undisclosed reasons because they want to invest his money the fucking bastards! <laughs> How dare I want to make the child money! He just wants to waste it on homeless people!
2: <laughs> this is... Well... <laughs> This, this is basically my It's not like he really.
1: wants to give it to the woman as an act of compassion or an act of <clears> kindness. <throat> he wants to feed the fucking birds. The nuisance f- sky rats. <laughs> <laughs> no! No, he does. He wants to, because of the song. The song
0: is called Feed the Birds but it's about this little old woman to the people she calls, come by my bags full of crumbs. and He, he does. It's it's more like, I guess it's sort of like seeing a celebrity and wanting to interact with them in some way. Yeah, so it it's, it's, it's not that he's it's it's, it's not spread. like he's
1: thinking, "Oh God, she she's a poor homeless woman. She needs the money more than I do." It's, "Oh, it's that woman from the song. Well, I want to go uh, get my picture taken with her." Is she homeless? She looks it. <laughs> she's, she looks yeah, like but this is,
2: this is the ninth. It's 1910. You know, there's people who actually live in real, yeah, actual true. poverty as opposed to what we call poverty now. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. So she might just be, <laughs> uh, but she obviously she's making a living selling bird bags. If she's selling those bags at tuppence a time, she's, we see her with a crate of about 40 of them. There
0: is one bit of the film that I'm always—I wonder if it's supposed to be open for interpretation, or if I'm perhaps reading too much into it. But and I'm skipping way ahead here. But it's later on in the film where Mr. Banks is walking back to his bank to meet with his bosses, and he goes to the steps where we see the bird woman earlier on, and then she isn't there. Then granted, it's like late at night and everything, but just the way he yeah. acts, the way the music—you think she's dead? I wonder. Uh, like everything else she is telling was me.
2: Tuppence t- short of her dinner <laughs> that evening, and, and she died and starved to death.
0: If she ate some of that bloody bread, she'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably mixed
1: with sawdust, actually. I mean, she wasn't. She she clearly wasn't starving.
2: Just... She has she has pigeon pie every night. What are you about? <laughs> <laughs> but did you guys read? Did did you guys read that? Uh, that I month? mean, there is a bit of a sort of a weird moment where he's like, "Oh, the lady has gone," but yeah, she's gone yeah. home. She's
1: gone to bed. Mm, yeah, it's night time. Mm. Nine o'clock.
2: I like to think. she's Why the people are still at the bank? I don't know. Like the banks close at four. Yeah, the business district. I don't know why there's anyone there still at the office.
0: Well, the office. I mean, bankers work late. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe
2: they shut at four. You spend about an hour measuring your books up, and then you go. Well, Well, I had (laughs) to go to the bank
1: the other day, and I had to check it was even open on a fucking Tuesday, (laughs) let alone like (laughs) nine p.m. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, the the point is that nothing really happened in this film, and and what's more, Mary Poppins doesn't do anything. Like what what is she achieving? Well, she here? she
1: does. She 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 tries to teach some very confused moral messages and lessons that are completely undermined by the fact that she's magic.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I know. don't know what the message is, and all the stuff that comes from the dad, which ultimately is like the whole point of this. She's not really directly involved in any of that. She she's trying to connect them to him, as in she says, "Oh, take them to work and like show them where you work." Although she even does that in a roundabout way. But then all the things that happens after that is not to do with her. It's
1: yeah, and and the film seems to want you to think that he's like a really bad father because he's not got time for his kids. But then like you never really like well, he goes to work and he leaves them with a nanny and like. You never get a sense that they're, like, started. he leaves them with the mother. She fucks off. (laughs) She hasn't got a job. Oh, yeah, what's the deal with... What is this film trying to say about feminists, by the way? (laughs) I don't... I just can't... I think the idea is, well, normally they'd be with the mother, but this one's off uh, being a suffragette, because that's something we remember was happening at that particular time period, so we're going to tie it in. Yeah. But as it comes off, it feels like a piece of like propaganda about how a woman's place is at home and she should be there with the kids, and instead of well, I don't know about that because around... I think
2: I think a middle a middle class family like that, the woman would not have worked and they would have had a nanny. That's just, the two are not related, like, she's not bringing up the kids, you have a nanny to bring up the kids.
0: I also don't think it's saying anything derogatory about the suffragette movement. I I mean, the gag, obviously, is that she's this, you know, uh, suffragette Mm. fighting equal rights, all this, and then as soon as her husband comes home, she's like, oh, yes, I'll get your slippers, I'll get your pipe, and dotes on him, hand and foot. Aren't some of the song lyrics quite, like,
1: taking the piss out of the suffragettes, though? Wear
0: clearly soldiers in petticoats. Uh, Dauntless Crusaders for Women's Votes. Though we adore men individually, we think that as a group they're rather stupid.
3: Cast off the shackles of yesterday Shoulder to shoulder Into the fray Our daughters' daughters Will adore us And they'll sing in Grateful chorus Well done, the suffragette. That as a I could keep going. I
1: know yeah. all the lyrics, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I I don't think I don't think the film's intending to to say anything. I just think it's kind of perhaps let some um, product of the time. attitude seep in uh, uh, kind of a bit odd. Mm. Uh, not odd, just just it's a bit weird to try and figure out what um, if you were going to do that nowadays, you'd have to be so clear what you were trying to convey with it, whereas I think back then it was just like, oh yeah, she's a, she's a suffragette, and we're going to have a few gags along the way, and it's, 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 it's just that there's a whole song dedicated to it. I think more than anything, that's the... Well, there is a the- story behind that, actually, because... Walt really
0: wanted that particular actress for that role and then he was like I want to talk to you about Mary Poppins come to my office and meet with me and she obviously got very excited thinking oh great I'm going to play Mary Poppins and then halfway through the conversation it dawned upon her that oh they're not giving me Mary Poppins they're giving me this other character who didn't have a musical number So she was like, well, you've got to give me a musical number, otherwise I'm not doing it. So Walt was like, okay, yes, we'll do that. And then they had to conjure up. They repurposed another song that was supposed to be a song to go with practically perfect in every way. And then they just took that tune and changed the lyrics and made it Sister Suffragette.
1: That's that's why the film's two hours, 20 minutes long, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Oh, well, no, there was something else that they were saying about, you know, the step-in-time sequence that ends up being about 20 minutes in the film. Someone somewhere at the studio was like, oh, we should probably cut that down to about two and a half minutes. And uh, then they were killed. Walt was so uh, enraptured with the footage that he saw of the rehearsals that he just let them keep it all in and kept on adding to it and adding to it. And now we have what we have. (laughs) <laughs> don't you think that films like this though are constructed and I think a lot of Disney films when Walt was alive are sort of structured like this in that they are sort of they're very episodic it's like 10-15 minute oh, God, chunks yeah. and when I was a kid that was kind of perfect because all your attention span is is about that long so I don't think I ever like sat down and watched Mary Poppins in its entirety until
1: I was an adult but as a kid I would just watch like 10 minute chunk here and then when... come back a week later watch yeah. the next yeah. when, when you're a kid with VHS home video, which Disney thrived with, absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, true. I, I kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know how it would have worked necessarily, because this was meant for cinemas, and it was made at a time. You're absolutely when right. Yeah. The idea of kids watching it outside of a cinema just wasn't a thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's probably a happy coincidence. But no, you're, you're right. Um, mm. There's so much stuff in this film that you could literally, you could just cut out. You could just cut twenty minutes out, just lift it out of mm. the film. That, well, that's like, what I mean. I think if you if you
2: tried plot. to figure out what the plot of this film was, I'm not sure what you'd come upon. Mm. Like when you're saying, what would you cut yeah. after? The, what wouldn't affect the plot. Well, what's
1: the plot? Well, there's about five minutes at the end where the dad has a weird. Yeah, that's the only character epiphany point. for some reason. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no, no. I think it's it's about a family that are slightly broken. The kids are acting up because mum and dad are both out doing their own thing. They never they never come together as a family. And then this woman comes into their life and reconnects
1: them by making them appreciate what matters, or more specifically, him. I don't think any of that's dated very well because the idea that these are tearaway trouble children—it's like, well, they seem pretty reasonable. You know, they just seem like perfectly normal little kids to me. Yeah, but, but then we're meant Disney to think that kids. this this nanny's running away, like, I can't handle your your awful children. <laughs> I quit, and it's like. Well, hang on. You you lost his kids in the outside in the park, and now you're getting you're getting angry at this this couple because you lost their children on your watch as a, a professional child carer. <laughs> they should have your fucking license <laughs> revoked. You.
2: <laughs> anyway, to go back to what you were saying, Saul, I I agree. I think that Mister Banks is basically never does anything wrong. Like at one point, he's like saying, "Well." I want my kids to have, like, education and, and morally enriching activities. Yeah. Not stop fannying about taking them to, like, tea parties on the ceiling. Or what, what the fuck are you doing? And I, I think that's a fair point. I think that's a fair thing to say. I, I I think the idea is that he doesn't want them to have any fun, but I don't know. I think a, a fair it, it a just, balance it's... between culture and fun.
3: Somehow I believe, Ken, that the balance shall tip in the favour of culture. Like a big, fat, fucking, retarded... Fucking black girl
1: on a seesaw. Opposite. A dwarf. It's just not really conveyed that well, is it? He doesn't want his kids to end up sweeping chimneys all their life. I mean no.
2: Yeah, let like that fucking lay about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a great gig. Chimney sweeping. It does actually, the way it's portrayed in this film. Yeah. It looks like you you basically become one of a mindless swarm of locusts that just fucking prat around, like destroying everything in their path, singing and dancing along the way until someone can kind of angle you away in the right direction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. should we should we speak of the uh, elephant in the room here that we haven't mentioned really yet the tap dancing elephant <laughs> Dick what, Van Dyke Dickie. <laughs> yeah. no.
0: Dickie Vanders. I, I think he's a delight in this film and the
1: accents are part of it uh, I wouldn't change a thing <laughs> I mean look his accent is appalling uh, no question there I don't think anyone uh, British would ever dispute that I've heard Americans claim that they think it sounds fine but they don't know what the fuck they're talking about um but no, you know, give him credit. It's a fantastic performance. Ding like, dong!
2: It, it, <laughs> oh, no. oh no, who's here? I guess who, who it is. is? It? Oh look, it's it's Dick Van Dyke, the old chimney sweep. <laughs> oh, all right, lads. Oh, I've come to uh, speak on your podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's actually that's a better accent than you were able to do many years ago, Mister. Well, Bandrake. I've
2: had fifty odd years to work on it. <laughs>
1: No, it's mantle. too good, Alan. To read, <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, I I, I got to do a bit more of the old South African a bit in there. I was going to say, <laughs> put a bit South African in. Irish as well. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> mm. Hey,
2: I tell you what, though,
1: I did really like Dick Van Dyke. He is a very good performance here, like in doing that kind of song and dance man shtick. I mean, he's a musical theatre guy, isn't he? Essentially, my mm. um, well, understanding
2: this is, of him. This is it, right? He, he, he brings so much character into what he does. He brings so much character into his physicality specifically Mm. and the dance and stuff like that. But when I was reading about him, he didn't start doing musical theater until a few years before this in the early sixties, he was already like about 30 years old. So he didn't come from that background, but he, he started off, he went for an audition for something in bye bye birdie. They gave him the lead and he was like, I can't dance. And they said, don't worry, we'll teach you. Mm. And that was it. And that was his start. So he's not, a guy who's been dancing, like, since childhood. And I yeah, think... that's surprising. It, it was surprising, but I actually think maybe that is why he brings so much character into it, because he's not been drilled since eight years old, like, this is how so he's to do it. So he's an actor first. So yeah. he's putting action, acting into his dancing. And he's learned the steps, mm. and, he, and he does it all very well. Mm. But I think, I suspect that is perhaps why he brings more life and personality into it than just a standard dancer. Hmm. But yeah, I do think he is the beating heart of this film. I think he does a lot yeah. more than Julie Andrews does, and that's not, oh, a, 100%, not a slight right? on her. I think it's the character the problem of the character. But he brings so much more to it. And, mo- and he delivers more of the moral lessons to the kids as well.
1: Yeah, mm, yeah.
2: Because he actually sits them down and says, look, this is what your dad's going through. Deal with it.
0: Yeah. It's the heart-to-heart between him and Mr. Banks as well
1: that's what gets mm. Mr. Yeah, Banks...
2: Yeah. Uh... To go back. Yeah. Uh, this film should be called Bert.
1: <laughs> it, it, it just aggravates me how much Julie Andrews gets praise heaped Ooh. by. I mean, she won the Oscar, didn't she? Won the Oscar. Now, yeah.
2: now, don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with a performance and a great singer, but there is nothing acting-wise here, that I would go, wow, that's award-winning. I, that,
1: that's what annoys me about it. But I, I, people talk about this as though it's, like, one of the all-time great performances, like, sometimes. And it it, ba- it boggles the mind, because she doesn't do anything. She's just... She just comes in and talks very proper. And even the singing isn't particularly... Oh, the singing's great! Difficult what singing. are you talking about?
3: Stay awake Don't rest your head don't lie down upon your bed
1: while
3: the moon drifts in the sky
1: No, the singing's fine, but they're not difficult songs to sing. They're very straightforward. There's nothing remarkable about what she's doing. I think that the, the, the I think it was a bit of a zeitgeist uh, effect,
0: really, around this time yeah. for her, because I th- believe this is her feature film debut. And certainly on the behind-the-scenes material, they talk about... They saw her in, uh, I think it was a, a production of Camelot, which was like a live TV thing or just some kind yeah. of show, and they saw an excerpt of it on a... Andy Williams' show or something like that. And then she was also in Cinderella, I think. She was in, like, sort of televised fairy tales. But, interestingly, she was... um in contention for the uh, My Fair Lady part, which I believe came out the yeah, same year. same year. Yeah, uh, yeah, eventually went
2: to Audrey Hepburn because well, Julie in contention, Andrews... it was her part. She did, yeah? sh- she did it on the stage and they basically decided they wanted someone famous instead. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course,
0: they both got nominated for the Oscar and Julie Andrews won it. So, I, I don't know how much of it was sort of like industry... She was just a bit of an industry darling at the time. Mm. Uh, and certainly the, her next few
1: years, uh, the peak of her career i don't know i i think you know we even get more from mr banks I, i'll never remember his name david tomlinson is. That yeah david that's tomlinson? the one yeah i think he gives a fantastic performance um, mm-hmm. very a lot of character to what he's doing a lot of um i b- perhaps it's a bad performance insofar as he makes the dad far too likable from the get-go mm. i think he's he comes mm. across very warm and and sensible sensible. Yeah. <laughs> like, but not, but not in like a, not in a family. grumpy. Like awful he wants way, to keep but... his job. What a tosser! <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. Like we, you touched on this earlier on about um what they're trying to do with him exactly. I think they are trying to make him a strict, stern father figure. Uh, okay, but I agree, I just don't think it works They do it through this actor Who's quite, got quite a warm presence anyway And when he, he does mm. it through quite a whimsical song Where he's talking about Ah oh, yes, I like my pipe and my slippers And patting my children on the head As they are sent off to bed and all that So he is just quite likeable I run my home Precisely
3: on schedule At 6.01 I march through my door My slippers, sherry and pipe are due and 602 consistent is the life I lead. George, they're
0: missing. Spend it, spend it. And maybe that's good. Yeah. Like if he was a dick, like he'd be unbearable. And when he's yeah. redeemed, I don't know if that would be as strong or what, but yeah. A
2: good performance yeah. anyway. Shall we talk about the songs in a bit more specific detail? Obviously a yeah. major ingredient yeah. of the film. <sighs> hmm. So, Calvin, just want to just read, go through the lyrics? You seem to know everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Here, here, just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. I mean, I could do it, but it's... Uh, yeah. yeah, I love them. Love them all. There's not one song. Oh, yeah, no, I actually love to laugh. I don't like that, but then that's... Yeah, the, yeah. that really whole scene the is the just film. total shit.
2: Yeah, take yeah. it out, cut it. Cut yeah, I mean, cut that anything, literally, that that's... scene could be cut. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I think they're... For the most part, about as fantastic a bunch of songs as you could expect from a film from the '60s. Um, hmm. I I love musicals. I like listening to songs from musicals. I would never put anything from this film on to listen to it. It's just a bit too old school and dated. But you know, I I can appreciate that they're they're very good for the most part. There's a, there's a handful that are a bit like. I think Chim Chim Chimney is melancholy in a way that I don't understand.
3: Chim-chimminy, Chim-chimminy, Chim-chim-chirree When you're with a sweep, you're in glad company
2: Nowhere is there a more happier crew
3: Than and them what sings Chim-chim-chirree, Chim-chiroo Chim chimmy chim
1: chim,
3: cherry chim churro,
1: oh, I love that
3: sequence.
1: Why is it so sad? I mean, I, I I like the melody, I like the song, but I don't really understand why. It, when he's singing it at the very start of the film, it's just very. It evokes a sad tone that feels very odd. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think certainly like later on when they're up on the roofs and uh,
0: they're coming down on the smoke and it's yeah. up where the smoke's all billard and curled between pavement and stars, lies the chimney sweep world. And I think that's really nice lyrics. and I agree, it's melancholy. I don't know if I entirely know why. <laughs> because they they are still
1: at that point glamorising the, yeah. the chimney sweep. <laughs> well, but... that's it. I just I don't get it. It's bizarre to me. But I mean, no, Fair I like enough. it out of the context of the film, I guess. Um super califragilistic is obviously a, a, a standard even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious
3: if you say it loud enough you always sound precocious
1: it's a bit like <laughs> it's a bit trying in that kind of like if you've ever had to spend time with a a, a musical theater kid um, <laughs> it's just it's like the the equivalent of that isn't it. Just you know what it is. It's the bit where she goes. Well, you could say it backwards, which is, and then whatever the hell it is backwards. But that's do just just a bit too Docious Xp- G- Oh
0: no,
1: <laughs> damn! I can't do it.
2: Docious do Ali expiastic frigically rufus.
1: It's just such fucking nineteen sixty four humor. <laughs> it's just, just not funny anymore. I thought I'd like that. It's such, and then hearing those little kids. If you want to be our nanny. Please don't be a nasty old person (laughs) it you'll Be smiley I I put that one in as well Because I'm the joke child
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to defend that song Oh what's the song that She and Dick Van Dyke sing when they first go into the Animated world, that's brilliant
1: Oh god it's a jolly holiday with Mary Yeah yeah yeah, I love it when she friend zones it
3: it's a jolly holiday with you, Bert. Gentlemen like you are few. A will vanish and breed. That's me. Though you're just a diamond in the rough, Bert. Underneath your blood is blue. Common knowledge.
0: He's on the bridge and he obviously thinks it's going well. And then she's like, You'll, "You'd never think of pressing your. Oh advantage. God, do do like that. Forbearance <laughs> yeah. is the hallmark of your creed." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she basically like says, he quite get it, She but. basically says, "Bert would never rape you, so don't worry, look, ladies." <laughs> like, like that's essentially, what is it? Something like, "There's no, no one need feel unsafe no, yeah, around you, Bert, uh, or whatever it is." It's really odd. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, uh,
2: she's an unescorted un- lady alone with a man. People mm-hmm. will talk, I oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just I, so sad sad we just have that to that make was... it very clear that she's friend zoning him, just in case she had any <laughs> ideas. Of course behind the scenes I was giving her it every night
1: (laughs) (laughs) So was that was that Dick who never left her after (laughs) we like this. Oh, he's still here. Bert,
3: it's you in the flesh and at your
1: service.
3: You're filthy.
1: Spoonful of sugar. Yeah, so I mean that that's another standard classic song that's hard to fault, but Mm. what's her point? Her point is obviously like find the element of fun if you're doing something shit and make yeah. it all a bit better. Yeah. But, but then she does it. For it's very magic. I was going to say it's very magic's easy to fun. say. It's very easy to say like find the element of fun when you're doing your chores if you can then just make it all magic away. Like they don't even tidy up. They just magic the soldiers walk away. The toy soldiers walk themselves away. Everything magics itself tidy. It's like well yeah, like it would be fun, wouldn't it? Do you know how tidy my flat would be if I could just click my fingers and it would all do it? <laughs> you two know I've never had any imagination as children, did you?
2: They don't either. It's it's, it's portrayed as it's done, re- really. The magic is real. It's not in their heads. If it was like, if it was played as, or at least ambiguously like, oh yeah, and 20 minutes later everything's tidy and we've had a lot of fun and we imagined that the soldiers were walking themselves into the toy box instead of me just picking them up.
0: I mean, that's how I imagined it, like when I was Clean. no I, I never clean I, I, I don't think that's the
1: intention no.
2: <laughs> well exactly I don't think that's the intention but if it was in my oh point- no
0: no 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 sorry sorry no that's not the intention of the film but that's how I would in- incorporate the message into my chores when I was a child
2: <laughs> and what's was the what is the deal with Mary because she'll do all this magical stuff and then like the kids will come home we like oh we did all this great stuff we were like dancing on the ceiling and stuff and she' was like no you weren't and if you tell anyone you did I'll fucking cut you, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why, was oh, with the denial? Well, she she's just... I don't know what she is anyway. She lies all the time. She She very early on says, I never get angry. And then, like, ten minutes later, someone says something, and then she goes, that was utter nonsense! And gets really <laughs> angry with them. She gets angry, like, throughout the film. Like, noticeably angry. I think that's because a part of her is still a
0: little child, somewhere deep down. Mm. I mean, what even is she? She flies in, she's this magical creature. Uh, Is she human?
1: Well, I don't know. It's part of one of my problems with the film, is that it doesn't (laughs) even begin to try to hint at anything. It's like, is she some kind of guardian angel? Is she some sort of... Definitely a witch. Is she a witch? Well, that's it. But then, like, a witch who's dedicated herself to... Like, is she got a magic spells out, looking out for letters to her that then suck them up after they've been ripped up and thrown in fireplaces? Or is that meant to be a gust of wind that's blowing it up into the air and she just happened upon it? I mean, it's oh, obviously Oh no, that's magi- definitely
0: her. That's definitely her. I think it's just like, but you then, know, when- whenever she whenever you really then? need
1: her, she'll turn up. It's just, it just doesn't... Oh, I just, I just need, a, like, a, one notch more logic. <laughs>
2: From what I understand in the books, she is much more of a kind of hard case piece of work, like Mm. a real bitch. Um, And I think that's kind of what they try to get through in the film, but then they can't help but make her a bit more... Like Disney-friendly, you know, mm. and
0: that's a part of saving Mister Banks as well. Is that he? All he sees in Mary Poppins is the magic and the fun, and oh my god, what if? What would it be like if you had this amazing nanny who could do all these things? Whereas mm. P. O. Travers was a much had a much different perspective on things, and maybe it's through the development and them both being involved that we end up with this sort of hodgepodge.
2: Yeah, uh, hodgepodge. <laughs> <laughs> So it's Bradley Walsh keeps coming in. <laughs> 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 um,
1: my problem with Mary Poppins is she's just arrogant. Is she meant to be likable?
2: Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that sums it up quite well.
1: Because she 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 comes across as a villain at the start of the film. Frankly, she comes across like the antagonist of the piece.
2: No, I don't, she's yeah, scamming don't, this so family. You don't understand. That she's pretty, therefore good. That's that's how it works.
0: You're complaining because the dad is too likable. You're complaining about her because she's not likable.
1: And then she, well, yeah. no, she's scamming this family. She's scamming a load of, like, nannies out of work. Then she sings a song about that does make sense about how, in every job that must be done, there's an element of fun. So, yeah. like, sexing chickens, for example, where you have to sort them into grinders. You know, the newborn chicks, male ones go in a <laughs> grinder. Yeah. Find the element of fun there.
2: Well, that's obvious.
1: Cleaning the sewer.
2: Yeah, but you look look how fun being a chimney sweep is, so mm.
1: <laughs> look cleaning yeah, up you... the cum after the uh <laughs> after the peep show's finished. The, the that guy, didn't the mop. exist in
0: nineteen ten. I think it did actually.
1: I think it probably existed more than nowadays. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Although, you know, if you if you could just magically snap your fingers and the cum like turns into like a little cum man and dances <laughs> off into the bucket, like it might be quite fun, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Mm. No, I, I think all this stuff's great. And when they get to the animated sequence, I mean, that's when I mean, we, me and Alan didn't really talk much during the film, but that was one bit where I did turn and sort of say, "About four well, minutes," Alan was
1: just, in and I was like, Alan was there with his eyes wide open, his mouth down, going, "Wow!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was noises coming from behind myself.
1: He was reaching out at the screen because he couldn't quite, but like in case it was real, he just couldn't quite. Yeah, it was like the, when bather. the train
2: came towards me, I had to jump out of the way.
1: But yeah, so so new nanny, kids are uh, uh, won over by her her fucking con artistry, uh, little uh, tricks, and then first day on the job, they uh, they go for a little stroll in the park. Uh, Dickie Anders, the the. The chimney sweep is drawing chalk. It's
2: a jolly holiday when you're drawing on the streets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, and they, they go into a little animated sequence. Now, the idea is the chalk's coming to life, so it's like chalk-drawn backgrounds, or at least d- painted in the style of chalk. Were they, were they yeah. done with chalk, Calvin, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I don't actually know, but I mean, it's certainly that style. Yeah, yeah. And then hand-drawn characters that don't look remotely like they've been created with chalk or anything, that just, mm. <laughs> just Disney animation. In in terms of special effects, really, really
0: impressive. Some of the stuff they do is fantastic when Dick Van Dyke's dancing with those penguins and when they're on the back yeah yeah, to those yeah. like it, and...
1: In terms of animation as well, actually, character animation, really like top draw Disney animation. Like some of the character animation and movements on those penguins mm. and things. I don't know if they rotoscoped some of them. It, it looks like they probably did, um, but yeah, there's some really nice animation at work if you're mm, a, mm. aficionado of that sort of thing.
0: Well, uh, it's I think it was the yeah the usual animators, uh, some mm. of the nine old men and that that were working on it. So yeah. I was surprised that animation never really comes back. It is just that yeah. sequence. And then, oh, okay, we're, we're done now. Yeah, I, it. I
1: agree. It, it always felt like a kind of another t- messy tangent, honestly. I kind of felt like it needed more of that. To, mm. I mean, there, there's a bit later on where they could have done it with the, um, they, they instead opted for some animatronic bird puppets instead. <laughs> Which, you know, fair enough, they're... they're real-world birds, quote-unquote real-world, rather yeah. than part mm. of the chalk universe. But I
0: love that bit where she's got the animatronic bird on her finger because you just know that there's about, like, a dozen wires on the other side of her hand and they're all going down a dress and there's some man there with a really primitive control doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, And again, for, you know, for something from the 60s, it looks really good. I, I, mm. Throughout this yeah. film, the special effects are pretty remarkable for when it was made.
2: Doing the stuff where they're like, for example, she's pulling all the stuff out of the bag and then the kid like goes on the table, mm. he's trying to figure it out that all was completely seamless. It works beautifully. Yeah. Flying yeah, up yeah. on the when they're flying up into the roof, like you can't see any wires, mm. it looks really good. It's it's, it's yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm.
0: There's a bit that I particularly loved. Sorry, but just when the yep. when they're uh, interrupting the hunt, there's an Irish fox who's being chased by red <laughs> colts. And there's one yeah. bit where Dick Van Dyke like picks him up and they crash or something, and then the fox is like lying on Dick Van Dyke's lap. But just where Dick Van Dyke's arm is, where the mm. um, fox is, where the pole of the horse is, and or just however many different. Um, aspects of the drawing would have to be
1: integrated into
0: that and it just it works so well it's really there's a few
1: moments like that that jumped out at me i was wondering if you could um give some background on how they did it i i assume they shot the footage with the actors and then kind of had frame by frame film stock to look at as they were animating so they kind of drew it essentially over the top of the film is that right or yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's exactly, it and then okay. uh, like I think so. I think like in a lot of the cases, the ground that the actors are immediately standing on is real. Like it's yeah just painted set, but then yeah. the very background is
1: like a blue screen or a black screen or whatever. She she's not a great nanny, is she, Mary Bobbins? Because she she <laughs> she like doesn't keep the slightest bit of an eye on the kids when they're in that short painting. She's just Unless off for a date with Bert.
2: With, uh, Bert yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, so lead's off! I
2: think I'm in on this one. I've definitely got it. Oh, she's a sure bet.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: poor old Bert, he's no idea. He'd never <laughs> think of pressing his advantage. Oh, certainly sure, he'll press your advantage, darling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. I reckon they fucked. <laughs> She does enjoy when he uh, compliments her as well. Like she is vain, Mary Poppins. Like as soon as they're in the uh, animated world, he's like, "Oh, you look fantastic," and she's like, "Oh, do you really think so?" She's, well, apparently uh, she's that was liking it
2: in the book. She's incredibly vain. She's always looking in mirrors and stuff. And yeah, there's a little bit of that I, I in the film, but apparently that. in the books, it's like a major thing. It's like she takes about the three
1: character. mirrors out of a bag in a row. That was a nod to the books because they didn't really use it that much. So, she, like, so when she says she's practically perfect in every way, that's like a joke because she's so arrogant, right? It's not yeah, like an yeah. accurate tape measure because it's a magical that's... tape measure that seems to know like size people up correctly. But hmm. she's just written that on like where it's where it's like just five it byro. whatever. She just... She's just written <laughs> Mary Poppins practically perfect <laughs> in every way.
0: But now she's stuck if she ever comes across another like five foot
1: nine person. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. She's got several tape measures. She's very good at sleight of hand. So the idea of the film is presumably Mary Poppins... It's the real world, Mary Poppins is magic. She comes into the real world and everything goes haywire when she's around because she's magic and that's like the fun of it. But then Uncle Albert's magic because he's laughing and that means he's floating up on the ceiling and they get there and they're like, fucking hell, Uncle Albert's on the ceiling again. Rodney! (laughs) Rodney! Rodney! (laughs) Uncle Albert's on the street again, Rodney I mean, yeah, it's
0: I mean you've got the next door neighbour who's firing cannons off of his roof, so I
2: wouldn't you know Do you know what really jumped out at me? There was a bit where they're off out to collect to buy fish or whatever. And yeah, and the Admiral is like, Oh, what are you up to today, young man? And he's like, Oh, we're going to buy some fish, Admiral. And he's like, Good man, have a good day. And it was just like, that's a nice thing, isn't it? He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, they're, on, they're just going to do yeah. the chores, but he's seeing it as a little trip. It's like a little adventure. He's helping out his family. The Admiral, the uh, the the nice old man who lives on the street instead of a creepy old man. <laughs> so it was a simpler time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And then they just did some magic bollocks instead. I,
1: I had a similar <laughs> thought to you, actually, yeah. I did.
0: And it acts as a fake-out, because it lures us into a false sense of security with Admiral Boom, but later on, when he sees those chimney sweeps having a good time, he
1: loads up his <laughs> cannon with fireworks <laughs> and just, <laughs> tries to exterminate them. So, you know, he puts on a firework display to celebrate them. <laughs>
0: Sure, what he thinks they are when they're all dancing up there, yeah. Negroes. Well, I, I don't know what the film <laughs> oh.
1: thinks they are. They're treated like, like the fucking, um, they're all like the fucking lizard chimney sweep from Alice in Wonderland. The, like the way they're just like, oh god, it's just. I mean, I love it, but it's it is like a plague of. It's like that South Park episode where they they spoof zombie movies with homeless people. It's like treating humans as this sort of. <laughs> unstoppable force <laughs> it's just it's weird <laughs> like a force of nature
2: it is that sequence where there's a lot of dancing we re- that's mm. the re- that's the dance where it feels like watching west side story it's just like oh yeah
1: fucking yeah.
2: like 20 minute dance sequence great yeah and
1: there's some really nice shots in there but again it's just like is this relevant to anything is, it, is there a point to this um,
0: it's just, a, just it's just a good time you're just supposed to be yeah, enjoying two, it aren't you two hours
1: you? twenty just- <laughs> two hours twenty. Come well, on. you know
0: when you've paid your dime or whatever, and you go to the <laughs> movies <laughs> with the family, it's you just want to be entertained for two hours and twenty minutes. What else are you going to do? Go back
1: home and, and do boring the chores. What
2: could you get for tuppence in nineteen ten? That seems like that was probably quite a lot of money to just chuck on some a, birds. a bag of bread. Yeah, so I mean, I think you could probably get a lot more from that. I reckon you could probably have a, like a. You know, a night out at the theatre and a fish supper on the way home, BFH, and still have change from a shilling. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever I'm trying to say. oh <laughs> uh, no. Hmm. Should we look it up? Yeah. Should we what get an actual answer? Tu- what could you get for twopence Tuppence
1: in When's 19-10? it set in 1910? Right. Um, inflation calculator, that's what we want, don't we?
2: Yeah, but I want to know what its it's value was, really, what its, like, buying, purchasing value was. Like, could you have a night out on tuppence?
1: Was that, like, a week's wages? How many tuppence were in a pound? An Uh, English pound? Well,
2: there's 240 pence in a pound, so 120 tuppences.
1: 240 pence? Yeah. Who decided on that? That's insane.
2: (laughs) It's the old imperial system, my friend.
1: Okay, so a pound in 1910 equated to purchasing power of £111.94. pence. So a tuppence uh, So yeah, divide that 120. by 120, so it's
2: a bit short of okay. a pound.
1: Yeah, about, about a quid. That sounds about right. He'd mm, get know. his own loaf of bread for that much. How much you want to get a kid to put in their first bank account, that sounds about right. That is a bit of a mm. rip-off for a bag of bread, but it's believable that's what she <laughs> would be charging. She's not <laughs> homeless. There's no way
2: she's them. homeless. But she's. Why didn't he just go to cook one of the slaves who works for his family and, and say, <laughs> Have you got any bread, spare bread, like leftovers breads? And she'd be like, Yeah, here you go. Because they'd have they to probably want do them. that. They'd probably go and feed the ducks on like a regular basis because that's what you did back then. No internet.
1: Yeah, and they didn't know it was bad for him yet. It's not. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my next note is just Mary Poppins would be pro Brexit. So I don't really know why I wrote that down, but that's that's, that's what I was down. thinking at the... I no, if
0: that's true. Anyway, let's not get bothered with that.
2: <laughs> Completely no relevance to that. No evidence for that at all.
1: My, I was just doing a character study on her. I've also made a note... Uh, later on, I made the note, Mary Poppins is the sort of person who'd share an image of Marilyn Monroe with the quote, If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve <laughs> me at my best on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's very judgmental. Yeah. Like they're having a good time laughing on the ceiling and she's like, "Well, you bloody stop laughing, you bloody little shits." What do you think this is? She kind of uh, disappears from the film for a while. Like the
0: kids get taken to the bank and then they escape. Uh, and then they are accosted by a dog and a horrible old woman. And, and then they, they they run into Bert, who I think he has a real nice little conversation with them. Because they're sort of like, oh, dad hates us and all this. And then he sort of talks around. He t- he talks up the dad, really, which is quite nice. He's like, oh, he works so hard in that... Big heartless bank. And... Because,
2: you know, Bert's got like eight kids at home, that he, he's got to <laughs> scratch a living together every day.
1: They're not they at home. They're off ribs. cleaning kids, getting, their, <laughs> getting in the little nooks and crannies of the chimneys. The he chimneys, can't reach. Yeah. Mm.
2: That's it. That's why you have so many kids when you're poor. Get them working. Mm.
1: Right, so they go to the bank, and then Dick Van Dyke comes out as an old man in a jewel role.
2: Yeah, which mm. I like. I like, but The problem with it was that it was like, This old man's got the exact same physicality as Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) This old man
1: (laughs) is clearly a young man. Far too physical. Uh, odd. (laughs) And then... uh, So I I don't know if there's any truth to it, but right before we started recording, as it happens, a friend of mine who's a fan of the film, a friend of the podcast, in fact, Howard, uh, who was on an episode a while ago, Mm -hmm. shared a, a story online about how Dick Van Dyke has apparently just revealed that he paid Disney to take that second role, because he was so desperate to play it. I assume it means he took, like, a pay cut from what he was getting. Well, Do you think that explains why there's no thematic reasoning or, like, relevance yeah, to him uh, playing this duel? role? At first
2: I thought it was going to turn out, oh, it's like Magic Bert, he's, like, pulling a trickster thing to, to make sure this goes the right way, or something like that. But yeah, apparently, what I read was that Dick Van Dyke wants to do it, for whatever reason, Yeah, and... They were like, well, no. Uh, but he, the way he, the way he convinced them was like he basically did a screen test, like got makeup on and, and did a little scene to demonstrate that he he could do it. So potentially, maybe he paid for that. Like maybe that's that what it sounds,
1: means. That sounds like like he really, yeah, paid to get fun, he paid a
2: really. makeup artist to sort him out so he could prove it. Yeah, I think that seems right more there. likely story mm-hmm. than he paid to, to do
1: it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, that and and I think he said he'd do it for free as well. Like in terms of not being paid anymore. Yeah. So yeah, he'd just be out of pocket, however much it was for that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an odd, odd
2: thing. Yeah. Element because um, it's not like the character needs to be physical to make it work, and so you need a younger man. Like yeah. obviously, he does some physical stuff, like when he's falling over and stuff, which you wouldn't like want an eighty-five-year-old to do. But it, 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 but it feels too incongruous because it looks like Bert's like chimney sweep yeah. legs wobbling about. Like mm. he's
1: pulled up his trousers really high to the point that they become spindly old man legs instead of penguin legs.
2: <laughs> but I think he does like a better accent in that
1: character. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I can't can't say I'm a big fan of that though, but then I I would just cut the bank and the character all together I think. Anyway, it was about this point in the film where I really did start settling in on the idea that Mary and uh, Bert are both con men who are just working this family and this is like, (laughs) they're they're quite good at magic tricks, she's maybe drugged up the kids, I think the film works a lot better if you look at it that way, she's just rinsing them for like a week (laughs) move on to the next family
2: and Bert's there to try and normalise it so if they have a, so if they have a question, he's like, "Oh no, nah, it's all right. Yeah, exactly. It's Das yeah, Mary yeah. Buttons.
1: Exactly, exactly. The bit so the dad has his his um, emotional turning point that doesn't really make any sense. Where he goes mad. Oh, what happens? Yeah,
2: he's obviously lost his mind.
1: It's quite an odd bit that whole scene.
2: Yeah, the whole second scene was very odd, and it, it seems to be like because they never at any point like go, "Oh, I'm afraid we're going to have to let you go." They just sort of walk mm-hmm. up to him. Yeah, destroy his personal like clothes, possessions that presumably <laughs> he paid for himself.
0: Well, no, I think they, they treat it like it's some kind of exclusive gentleman's club, almost, don't yeah, they? The like they destroy mm-hmm. his personal effects, his hat, his umbrella, his signs, <laughs> symbols of uh, authority,
1: his gun, um... his badge.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell yeah. you what, Mister Banks this is a shame. You were just three days from retirement, but
2: uh... <laughs> but yeah, and then he goes. Obviously, this loses his mind because you know he knows he can no longer support his family. Is he's, he's going to be ruined?
1: Not only that, but he's he's got like ten members of staff on his payroll that he's mm. going to be making jobless. <laughs> They're all that's all their families are going to be destitute now because of him. We're meant to find all this uplifting and happy at this point, aren't we?
2: Yes, he. We're supposed to think that because he's no longer got this. Job that's tying him down, he can mm. like be free to you know uh, spend time with his kids until you know they have to move out of the house uh, because he can't <laughs> afford it and like move really expensive a shack. house, yeah, yeah, yeah. his wife becomes a prostitute, whatever. <laughs> Look,
0: he's just living in the moment, he's thinking, you know what, yes, now I'm going a bit crazy, but I'll spend time with my kids for a week and then I'll start
1: looking for new work. <sighs> it, was, it was just, it was really stressing me out. I, I thought it was a really downbeat thing to happen in the film.
0: Well, it's odd that, like, because he tells this joke, and then the old man starts laughing, and then floats to the ceiling. Two nuns
2: in a bath. <laughs> one says, where's the soap? Mm. Calvin, can you explain um, the
1: joke to me? Because I still don't get it. There are these two wonderful young people, Jane and Michael, and they meet one day on the street, and Jane says to Michael, I know a man with a wooden leg named Smith. And Michael says, really? What's the name of his other leg? <laughs>
0: No, the man is called Smith, and he has a wooden leg. Oh, I get it. And so it's a it's a wordplay, you see. So what's the name of his uh. other leg? Um. Yeah, anyway, so he starts laughing uh, m- oh. uh, like a maniac, and then his son is again shrieking, Daddy, Daddy, come down, and all this, and, like, crying. So it's a bit of an odd bit to end on. I'm not sure if we're supposed to think, Oh, good, the old guy's got his comeuppance now, or what exactly. But anyway, he
2: dies. And then weirdly you know and then because he can't actually leave the film where the guy has not got a job and spending time with his family is a good thing. So they have this this then tacked on bit at the end where the 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 younger whatever the bank guy was
1: you're getting a more intense job than before that's going to take you away from your family even more than before. Hooray! <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks no, but thanks for killing my dad because now. now I'm in charge and I've got you know I've got the inheritance so uh, No, but they've learned
3: this,
0: from Mary Poppins. It's going to be a different world now, a kinder world, a kinder, gentler banking system. Well, she was never involved with the banking bit. No, 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 she wasn't. But Mister Banks has learned from her that it's not all work, work, work. So now there will be no more nine p.m. meetings. But there never was any nine p.m. meetings. He's home by
2: six.
1: I see. He's got set hours. They seem pretty reasonable.
2: Sherry by six o three.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is
2: true. What was he complaining about? He wasn't. He wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. Even happy seemed, the kids would just want to he spend will, a bit more time with him.
1: Well even the kids didn't seem particularly unhappy with how much of the dad they were seeing, and they don't really make that seem like they need more time with him, do they? It's not like there's a scene at the start where they're like, Daddy, we made you we made you macaroni pictures today. Mm. And he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't have time for this, children. I've got to work." No,
0: I think, I think it's done through the policeman, isn't it? Because the kids come in with their broken kite with the policeman, and the policeman says something, like, "Oh, Mister Banks, will be able to fix that up because obviously the mother won't be able to." She's do a it. useless twat. <laughs> well, exactly. So, and then she says something, like, "Oh no, he'll be far too busy for that." But it sounds like he's got quite long. E- I mean, I wish I was
1: home at six o'clock every day. <laughs>
2: He's never quite painted as a, a, you know, a bad enough character to then need the redeeming. What
1: are his hours? He he leaves at nine and he's back at six, so his hours must be, like, at most 9.30 till 5.30.
2: The banks would be, like, ten till four. That would be opening hours.
1: He's doing all right. He's got a nice big house. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably probably lost a bit of money on the value because he's next door to a madman. He shoots a <laughs> cannon that <laughs> causes like the Richter scale to go off like, seven <laughs> times a day. But even so...
0: I think that technically they live down the road from Buckingham Palace. Like in the map painting when they kind of do the establishing yeah, shot yeah, at the yeah, start, yeah. it is St. James's Park that they're opposite, which is the park outside Buckingham Palace.
1: Yeah, every, everyone in London lives on the same street as Buckingham Palace.
2: Yeah, and, and the and the bank then, he works in is like across the road from St Paul's.
1: Oh, that's a fair walk then. How the hell does <laughs> he get
2: home for six? What St Paul's? St Paul's to yeah, Buckingham. Yeah, St Paul's to no, St James's no, no,
0: Park. You that in about twenty minutes. I'm looking this up now. Buckingham Palace. Buckingham Palace. Buckingham Palace. Calvin, I like a.
1: are you typing it out? It's tightly spell it like that, don't you? St.
0: Paul's Cathedral, okay, it's about two mile oh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it would only take 44 minutes, <laughs> never mind god, they're not that yeah. far then oh, never mind then,
1: he's got good hours this, this is good, relatable content for <laughs> listeners that, don't listen, that don't live in London Uh, I love
0: this film <laughs> I, I think it's great I actually didn't cry uh, at it this time, and I think a part of that Wait, was because Alan was over.
1: <laughs> what? Do, what
0: part do you normally cry at? There are two bits actually. When she's singing "Feed the Birds," and then <laughs> what, the second. But that old woman scares you. No, the, not that one. No, no, she's not the old woman that scares me. The old woman that scares me is the one who's uh, you know the Come here, me dears, Granny Elijah, when the kids uh, are away from the, <laughs> the
2: bank. Do you know what the the weird thing is though? That if if Calvin was walking down the street and someone was like, oh, you got a spare tap and spare... Fuck off, peasant! <laughs> well,
1: he someone wouldn't say it. He'd, he'd just be like, quickly, quickly, don't make eye contact. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he'd write a letter to his MP saying, today I was accosted by a <laughs> vagrant someone, trying someone, to sell me... To
2: you. <laughs> someone came up to you with, like, a dirty old paper bag full of bread. <laughs> it was like... Give us a quid for this, mate. You can chuck it at some birds. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, well, I, I I bought a puppet from a street vendor in London once. He was selling them on the street. Was it a
1: date and you were trying to impress the person you were with?
0: No, no, I was with my dad. I was like six.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, so I, you, I thought your example makes, would be more recent than 20... Right? 20- <laughs> years ago.
2: <laughs> so, did you did your dad go, "Don't don't give him the money. I've got to invest it. I'm going to put it in the no, bank." No,
0: he didn't actually.
2: No. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> did you earn the money or were you giving it? No, he gave me it. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so you were so on bad. the way to the bank
1: to invest some more money, right? No, you no. Just, you just have more money to play with than these kids.
2: Yeah, you, have you ever been in a position where your piggy bank has had one pound in it? I, not for a good long while.
1: After he saved up enough to buy the latest <laughs> bit of replica James Bond merchandise. <laughs> and then he starts up again.
2: What were you buying when you were six? What was the uh, thing to get? Pokemon? Power Rangers. Oh, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm.
0: The other part uh, that I would normally shed a tear at is when Mr. Banks is walking back to the bank for his meeting at 9pm because he's
2: walking why? through all these the music is really sad it's very quiet even for like half eight that's pretty quiet on the streets mm. of
0: London well Jack the Ripper isn't
2: it you, know, you don't want to be out <laughs> alone <laughs> so, that's why there's no prostitutes hanging around <laughs>
0: Especially some of the back alleys that Mr. Banks goes down. I mean that, we, That's why it takes him so long to yes, walk. Home. That's why I don't go until six. <laughs> uh, shall we rate? It's a nine out of ten from me. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's a brilliant whimsical, just thoroughly enjoyable
2: experience.
3: I mean well,
2: I I I enjoyed it. But I just, like, structurally, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not, it doesn't work as a narrative. It's, it just feels like a load of sketches. But for the, for the main part, they're enjoyable and it's entertaining. So I gave it a seven. Mm. Oof.
1: Surprising. No, no, no.
0: Alan is having a great old time and my trick of wooing him. (laughs) I was going to say, I think you, I think you've
1: skewed this by, (laughs) by wooing him and, yeah, bribing him.
2: By making me watch it in a, a suitable yeah, environment. Feeding him and making,
1: <laughs> letting him have the heating on because he's normally at home freezing to death in his cold. No, no, no.
2: My, my the heating's uh, covered. We don't pay for that, so it's not all the time. Oh, okay. In fact, it's on. And I have to have the window open to because it's
1: too hot. Just nice to have a break from the rats nibbling your toes, isn't it? Mice, not rats. As mice. <laughs> um. Well, I think this film is a a fucking mess. Um, meandering, far too long, very like half baked. Barely any of it works properly, other than on a very superficial level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just find it quite interminable to try and sit through it, and I always have done. So I give it a five out of ten.
2: Good old spread there. Mm. Mm.
0: So uh, has anyone watched the uh, Mary Poppins returns trailer? Well,
2: be- before we get to that. Oh. Can I, Can we talk about Mary Poppins, the musical, the stage musical? Oh, of course. How can I forget? I've seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe you could, because one thing I was really struck me when I was watching the film was how filmic it is. And like, obviously mm. this was not based on a stage musical, which often these things are. It mm. was all, but yeah, there's a lot of cinematic techniques here used to yeah. create the kind of magic. So yeah. how does that, tr- obviously that's, we're talking 40 years
1: later doing it on the stage. Mm-hmm. Other than the animation, the special effects largely strike me like things that are quite theatrical in their nature anyway. The, the, the bag, for example, when she's pulling stuff out of it, that seems to be rooted in, you know, classic magician type stuff, doesn't it? I, I think they just...
0: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. The special effects stuff is, it, it's like you're watching half of a magic show as well as a... A, you know, musical. It's just like so much of the tricks that they do on stage. It's the kind of stuff where someone will like, there'll be like a painting of a bouquet of flowers and someone will like put their
1: hand on it and pull away and it'll be like an actual bouquet of flowers and you're just sort of thinking, oh, how did they do that? I like the bit where, where Mary Poppins gets an, an audience member to write their name on a bullet and then Ella <laughs> shoots it across the room and she catches it.
0: And then of course they wire her up and she goes flying around the auditorium. Oh really? Does uh, yeah. so? What
2: are there any narrative differences? Do they make it better? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. I thought I thought it was. It, like I say, it's one of, if not the best thing I've ever seen on stage. But then I haven't seen it that much, and I there's haven't an been to an Alan in the play.
1: Minute, in, yeah, there's an interval in the middle, so that makes it better. You've got be <laughs> <chance to laughs> longer cover. than two hours
2: and twenty, though, isn't
0: it? Yeah. But it's it's very different. I'm pretty sure that. Does Mary's Cousin turn up at some point? Or something like that. Which I think is played by Meryl Streep in the new film Topsy Turvy. Or something like that. I I can't remember it well enough, you know. But it was brilliant.
1: (laughs) 10 out of (laughs) 10. Same songs? Yes. Any new ones?
0: can't remember.
1: Fair enough. So this trailer?
0: Yes, for the new film, Mary Poppins Returns.
1: I, I watched it when it dropped a few weeks ago. Can't remember a trailer ever making me as viscerally angry as this trailer made me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. That's reaction. What, what was the emotion uh, based in?
1: I mean, the t- the film is so fucking twee, but it's from 1964. This seems like, unashamedly, we're going to be as fucking twee and, and like, yeah, right, good, it's an authentic sequel. But then Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it not mm-hmm. a good actor.
2: Well, I don't think i fantastic I've ever seen songwriter. Him really
1: acting in much. But uh, He's not actually, good. I'll tell you now, he's not a good actor. I've seen him in things and he's bad. I um, like
2: I like the tradition of getting someone who's very much not a cockney. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would have put Danny Dyer in it, but there you go.
1: Um I don't like the way the ugly kid grew into quite a normal looking man.
2: Ben Wishaw is more than normal looking, he's a sexy man.
1: Yeah, yeah, well there you go. <laughs> um the, the, the whole tone, Emily Blunt, her performance, everyone's been raving about how great she is, but I think tonally it just comes across like she's in a Saturday Night Live sketch. Everything <laughs> about her performance just feels like she's doing a spoof of like, oh, I watched this film when I was a child and I can do quite a funny impression of of Mary Poppins. I'm practically perfect, I'm Emily Blunt, lol. It's, oh, it's just, just grating. Directed yeah. by Rob Marshall. <laughs> Don't think he's got a single good film under his belt. So, <laughs>
2: oh Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a town.
1: Um do, do we know who's written the songs anyone, Calvin?
2: Uh I think that
0: the surviving Sherman brother had some oh, doing really? it. And
1: didn't Lynn Manuel Miranda have something to do with it? I'll have to look it up. Well, you would assume so. Huh? Why, why else would you have him involved? I don't know if he did. I think that's the weird thing. I think it's not really thought, his oh. style, is it? Well, he he was in Hamilton, wasn't he, on the stage?
2: Well, he may he he, he is Hamilton. He he created the whole thing. It's his baby.
0: Andy wrote the songs for uh, Moana, so there's precedent.
1: No, I know he's a he's a songwriter, at, like first, and an actor second. But oh, soul, you'll love this, Mark Shaman. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, fantastic! There you go. I didn't <laughs> think it was the Manuel Miranda. No, Mark Shaman, That's good. Yeah,
0: him and uh, lyrics by Scott Whitman.
1: I can't wait to see how they're going to do the animated. Uh, yeah, segments. I was pleased to see that they're they're maintaining some hand-drawn animation in there, because I was worried that that just because it's only hand-drawn animation in the old Disney thing essentially because CGI didn't exist and so it was kind of worrying like oh, you know, are they just gonna having said that, I don't know, that that sequence could work really nicely with like really stylized CGI designed to look like chalk
2: mm. Yeah,
1: I'm not looking forward to it I am <laughs> Gonna go see it over the Christmas holiday with family.
0: <laughs> Dunno why I emphasised family there.
2: <laughs> if I was gonna be remaking this or, or doing a sequel or whatever, I think the main thing I would want to do is create an ambiguity about what Mary Poppins is and what she's doing and, and how much of this is magic, how much of it is imagination. And then and playing, and then they sort of, they feel it's real. And then so later on, she's like, no, we didn't really do that. So you wouldn't actually see her being magic. Do you know what I, I mean? Agree. I
1: agree. I, I would like to retcon it so that it's implicit. A lot of it's in the kids' minds. Yeah. Um, do you want to take away the magic, basically? <laughs> yes.
2: Because it doesn't add anything. If anything, it it, it detracts from her character. It detracts mm. from the story that's being told. Because it, it undermines it. It undermines yeah. the, the truth of what you're doing. That's
1: it. It's like, what, what have they learned about taking their bad medicine if she's made the medicine literally taste like lime cordial?
0: She's put a spoonful of sugar in it.
1: Well, it's just a spoon of medicine. That means it's just a spoon of sugar.
2: Well, I yeah. Part of the problem with the hit this is that none of us were brought up in a time when Medicine wasn't just sugared at at source. Like that's how yeah, you get yeah. kids' medicine taste. like orange oh, cowpaw, or whatever. Exactly. So we we not we've never had cod liver oil. Although I imagine Calvin did. Calvin seems like someone who had a, a, t- a tablespoon of cod liver oil every night.
1: I had uh, cod liver tablets. But they're not even they're not even ill. They're taking it preventatively. They're just taking it for like it's like having a Yakult. Yeah, mm. it's like
2: vitamins and equally pointless.
1: Flintstones vitamins, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, well, that would be my major change that I would want to bring in. I would probably, I don't know, you would try and make Mary Poppins' character actually more relevant to the story, or like actually she's more, like feel like she's actually got her finger in the pie somehow, rather than just mm. arbitrarily mm. doing stuff. But feels a lot more important in this film.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it, it it kind of feels in the original like she is just flailing around.
2: Can Mary
0: Poppins open a crash and have, like, <laughs> several children on the go at the same time? And I'd want um Julie Andrews back. No point doing it unless it's with Julie.
2: <laughs> well, she can't sing anymore, so that's problem number one. Oh, yeah, she
1: did have that operation on her throat, didn't she? Yeah. Dub her in. Dub her in with Freddie Mercury's original vocals. <laughs> <laughs> the big problem with this film is that it is painfully episodic. Right? Tangents, no throughline. Sitcom? Disney. Disney starting a new streaming series. So they're looking for content. Mary Poppins TV series. All right. A new adventure with the kids every week.
2: Hmm. That makes more
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah. You could do like an animated episode. You could do a. a oh, that'd be quite nice. Yeah. A, a Halloween special where they go to like a spooky. Haunted house. Uh. <laughs>
2: you need some thing pulling through the whole thing, though. Like, some sort of arc throughout the whole thing, surely.
1: Yeah, she's fixing the kids.
2: She's fixing them? Why, what's wrong with them?
1: One of them's really ugly.
0: <laughs> See, a solid scene saving Mr. Banks. He would know Mary Poppins didn't come to fix the children.
1: Yeah. The children came to no. fix her. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Okay, so in this series, how many talking animals can we get in? I want a talking dog. I want an acting dog.
1: Well, I, th- I think like, there's a real lack of um, sassy talking cat. Because Sal- uh, Salem's in the new Sabrina on Netflix, but he's just like a, a sentient human intelligence cat. But he doesn't talk. He's not sassy. Mm. And I'm really missing it. So I think we should have just like a sassy black cat. Yeah, yeah. Voiced by Nick Bacquet. Nostalgia's a big a big dollar these days, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's just a straight lift, though, isn't it? That's not...
1: Well, Disney can probably buy him, can't they? <laughs> They've bought everything else. Yeah. Buy the rights to Salem, Saberhagen.
0: Would we have Poppins sort of, like, uh, go from era to era? Would it be a different family every week, or...? I think no, a different family every
1: season. It's like American <laughs> Horror Story. It's like an anthology, <laughs> season to season. Season one's in London, but in, like, um the 80s. Mm. Uh, but then, season two can be in, like, Peru or something.
0: Oh, I'd yeah. like to have Mary interacting with the public a bit more. She doesn't do much of that.
1: Yeah, I want to see Mary oh. getting on the tube and getting really annoyed with everyone. I think there would be <laughs> barrel barrel laughs.
2: Does she use her magic for evil? Well,
1: she's, Ooh, try- well, she's trying She's trying to get on and people are barging and she's-, she's coming out with all this, you know, a pusher now is a, a- Is a wrinkle on your face or whatever stupid shit she comes out with, (laughs) and no one's listening to her. And then she goes, "Fuck bloody hell!" and like snaps, and she she moves her arms sideways, and all the people go like flying either way, like parting, like when Moses parted the ocean. (laughs) And they're all like squished up, like, and then she's like, "Come along, children," and they walk on and sit down, take seats, and they're very comfortable on the on the tube. That's the sort of thing I think she get up to.
2: Yeah. She does seem yeah. like a nasty piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> she is, she's the sort she's of person who would go to a bank as well. Like, no one's been to a bank in like 12, 12 <laughs>
1: years. But I she'd go ev- every Thursday, every she goes week. and takes
2: out money for the week.
1: Oh yeah, she still uses checks. checks. She has a- what did I go for? I had to get a new bank card. No, I didn't. I had to get cash out because I was waiting for my new bank card because it went to my uh, old address.
2: Exactly, that's the only yeah. time anyone goes to a bank. Yeah. Is when you lose your card or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Which is why they're not open anymore. Which <laughs> is why you don't have them in villages anymore.
0: But yeah. they're also removing the amount of cash machines we have access to. So what do they want us to do? Yeah.
1: Oh, Who Illuminati are? trying to re- get rid of our cash, aren't they? Who's removing mm. your
2: cash machines, Calvin?
1: The, well, the men the men near where I live... Uh, Came and stole one with some chainsaws last week, so that's, <laughs> that's they're, they're, they're doing that one. Well, that's
2: one way of doing it. <laughs> chopped with it the out chainsaws.
1: the wall. Yeah, they they chopped it out of the side of the co-op with some chainsaws. Oh dear, I don't think. I think. I, I think they just hacked it up a bit and ran off when the police came. But it, it's been out border. <laughs>
2: Well, thanks for listening to the podcast, there, good people. And if you're around this way again, make sure you pop in and listen to another one of our episodes. We've got lots to choose from, and they're all at our back catalogue is available at our website, it's dimlyturns.com. I'll see you next week for a Christmas special.